Hello, welcome to or welcome back to the Beyond the Banter podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Minnie, and thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. Last week was Thanksgiving, so first of all, I want to say I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and the holiday times, I know, can be so, so tough. And speaking from personal experience, the past two, three Thanksgivings have been absolute hell. They have just caused me so much stress, so much anxiety, and It's amazing to feel that this Thanksgiving, I was finally able to be present and listen to my body, listen to my hunger, listen to my fullness, and just be a lot more present than I have in recent years. The eating disorder thoughts and opinions in my head are not 100% gone whatsoever, but this year I was just able to quiet them and just be so present and enjoy the day and... I don't know. It's just a big win for me. And I'm just sending my love to those who are still struggling because I know exactly what it feels like. I've been there and I know how tough it can be. Overall, I hope everyone enjoyed the day. And it's okay if it was a rough day. Just take that as a learning experience and work to make next year's Thanksgiving that much better. I doubted myself, but here I am proving to myself that I can do it. Thanksgiving can get better. It does not have to be a day that I dread every single year. But a little update is that I'm currently in England. My mom moved here a few months ago, so I'm visiting her. And Thanksgiving isn't a thing here, so we kind of just made our own Thanksgiving. And she's British, so she didn't really feel super inclined to have a Thanksgiving. But my American self was like, I want a Thanksgiving dinner. So we changed our plans. We were just going to go out to like a nice Italian restaurant, but we ended up staying in and cooking and I made an apple crisp and my mom made an English shepherd's pie and we just had our own little version of Thanksgiving. We didn't have turkey. We had salmon instead, honestly. So it's just kind of a makeshift Thanksgiving, but it was honestly perfect and it was just me, my mom, and my grandparents. Really cute and quiet, but it was so wonderful and like I said, From a recovery standpoint, being able to just enjoy the moment and enjoy the food and, you know, eat good food that tasted yummy, but also realizing that that meal and Thanksgiving, it was, it's so much more than just the food. It's the people and the conversations and the food is just a great part of that too. And being able to enjoy it for the first time in a few years felt so great. So yeah, that's a little update where I am. I'm in England seeing my mom, and we had our little makeshift Thanksgiving. The apple crisp I made was so good and so simple. It's vegan and gluten-free. It was literally just like apples covered in sugar, cinnamon, and lemon juice, and then put that in a tray and then cover it with like oats and sugar, a little bit of butter, and more cinnamon. So it was really simple, and we had it with some ice cream, and it was delish. But along the topic of the holidays and just being home, being with family, I've had a lot of thoughts about just how I'm dealing with maybe feelings of guilt or dealing with certain comments that my family members make and just how in the past I've dealt with it and how I deal with them differently now than I used to or just view them differently. And I don't know, I've just had a lot of thoughts about it and I wanted to talk about that today, just dealing with food guilt around the holidays, around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, 
and also dealing with family members who maybe just don't get it like maybe or maybe they too struggle with their relationship with food and in re- their relationship with their body and it's just not a helpful environment for you if you too are struggling with that i've just come up with five general tips along this topic of how to deal with food guilt around this time of year and also dealing with family members and external comments around food and body and just how I've been able to maneuver that and how I've grown to take on these tips and reminders for myself that really really help me. I'm also like slightly sick so I don't know if I sound any differently but yeah. As I'm in England when I searched up the definition of guilt it gave me the Cambridge Dictionary. So this is what the Cambridge Dictionary has to say the definition of guilt is. It says guilt is a feeling of worry or unhappiness that you have because you have done something wrong, such as causing harm to another person. Another definition is the fact of having done something wrong or committed a crime. And just reading those definitions leads me right into my first tip, and that is you're never doing anything wrong by eating. Like, you're not committing a crime, you're not hurting anyone, you're not breaking the law, you're not breaking anything, you're not harming anything or any person or any animal. You're like, you're not doing anything wrong by eating food. So feeling guilt after eating food just doesn't make sense. Obviously, I realize like I've experienced that and I still do sometimes experience food guilt to this day and it feels so real. So saying that it just doesn't make sense, it, like it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense to me and and you if you're if you struggled with an eating disorder or just struggled with feelings of food guilt it does feel super real and this is by no means invalidating those feelings but it's just i found really helpful for me to remind myself that when i do feel guilty for eating something just reminding myself that i haven't done anything wrong all i've done is given my body food which is what it needs to survive so if anything i've done a good thing But my brain is trying to twist it. It's trying to tell me that I've done something wrong and I've done something bad. And that's why I'm feeling guilty. It's not because I've actually done anything wrong or anything bad. I haven't hurt anyone. I haven't hurt myself. And basically just reminding yourself that you're never doing anything wrong by eating food. It doesn't make the guilt just go away. But just reminding myself of that really kind of helps me put things into perspective and helps me realize that these feelings of guilt that i'm feeling around eating certain foods it's just not a thought i need to give a lot of value i don't need to listen to those thoughts i don't need to give them my time and give them my energy they may not disappear from my head right away and i may have to sit with the uncomfortable feelings of this guilt but just acknowledging that they're there and knowing that i don't need to identify with those feelings of guilt Yes, it's going to be there. Yes, it's going to be annoying. But I know that the food I ate and the food I enjoyed, that was not bad. So I don't need to feel guilty, even if my brain is telling me to feel guilty right now. So that's just been a huge help to myself. And obviously, certain moments, it's easier to do that than others. If it's an overwhelming feeling of guilt, you know, it it might be hard to snap out of it. And that's okay. But just riding the wave and feeling the discomfort and just keeping trying to remind yourself that you've done nothing wrong and not letting those feelings of guilt stop you from doing what you want. If you restrict your food because you're feeling guilty, that's just fueling your eating disorder and that's just fueling 
the diet culture voices in you and we just don't want to do that we don't want to listen to that and so just doing what you want anyway feeling the guilt feeling the discomfort is going to be the only way to push through and make those feelings of guilt subside in my experience that's what's happened but like i said these feelings of food guilt haven't gone away 100 percent, but they've lessened significantly over the years because i stopped giving them value. I stopped identifying with these feelings of food guilt. When I felt bad for eating food, I just realized, okay, this sucks. This is annoying, but I'm not actually going to feel guilty and I'm not going to let this feeling of guilt stop me from eating this food next time or stop me from eating more of this food if I want it right now in this moment. My next tip is to view all food as equal. And I've mentioned this before, But I'm going to say it again because this has been a really, really helpful reminder and tip for myself. And it's just to view all food as fuel, view all food as good, and kind of eliminate any hierarchy of food there is in your brain. And maybe this is getting into certain food rules you have around certain foods that some are quote-unquote better than others. Or maybe like holiday food is quote-unquote not as good as others. Just get rid of all of that. Just view food as food. And just think about it. Like, just because a food is being eaten at Thanksgiving, at dinner, and it's just a food that is present at the holidays, doesn't mean it needs to be viewed any differently than the other food that you eat on a regular basis. And you may not even second-guess the food you eat on a second basis, but the second it's classified as, like, a holiday food... Maybe your brain is jumping to like, oh my god, I need to quote-unquote control myself around that, or I should just have it in smaller portions, or any any kind of disordered eating thought, eating disorder thought around a classified holiday food. Just get rid of that. It's just food. It's just the same as your regular schmegular oatmeal you eat every morning, but maybe you have some peppermint chocolate on top and making it fun and making it holiday-themed. You don't need to fear or feel any differently about that oatmeal now just because it has a fun little holiday chocolate on top. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm asking that question as if you can answer, but I hope this is making sense. And basically, just starting to view foods as all equal has really, really helped me immensely and just kind of allowed me to feel so much more free with my food choices because I'm not letting those food rules and the food hierarchy in my brain take control. I'm just letting my body take control and eating what feels good to me in the moment and not eating what doesn't sound good to me in the moment and eating more of something if it sounds good or not finishing something if I don't like it and I I realize I don't like it and just being able to choose freely based on how I intuitively feel rather than these made-up stupid rules in my head. It's just so much better and I just feel so much better about my choices because I'm not second-guessing. I'm just like, okay, this sounds good to me. I'm gonna try it and then if I like it, great. Maybe I have more or if I don't like it, okay. That's okay. It's a new lesson I've learned and I will keep that in mind for future. Basically just repeatedly telling myself to eliminate any hierarchy of food in my brain has helped so much with food, especially around the holidays and just in general all year round. 
in recovery, it's a really great thing to remind yourself that all food is equal. There's no good foods, there's no bad foods. It's just all food. And whatever sounds good to you, that's what's right for your body. Not what some Instagram post told you is right for your body. Not what some weight loss thing told you is good for your body. You know what's good for you and just trust that. The next tip I have is to honor your hunger, both mental hunger and physical hunger, but also honor your fullness. And I totally understand if you're in a place in recovery potentially where you don't necessarily feel hunger and fullness. So this might be a little bit more tough to maneuver. And at that point, just honestly, I would say listen to your mental hunger more than anything. Because if you're at a place where your body is not giving you clear hunger and fullness cues, that's probably a sign that you've either been under eating or not giving your body the nutrition it needs. And I'm not generalizing. I understand that there could be other reasons that you're not feeling hunger and fullness cues from your body. But I guess speaking from my experience, this is where I've come from. And that at the beginning of my recovery, I was working to get back clearly my hunger and fullness cues. So I really had to tap into my mental hunger because sometimes I wouldn't feel hungry. But if I was thinking about something, thinking about a certain food, I just knew I had to eat it. I had to get it in order to honor that mental hunger and in order to get my body back to a balanced place where it could start giving me accurate hunger and fullness cues. So around the holidays and Again, all year, it's important to honor your mental, your physical hunger, as well as your fullness. But especially around the holidays, I think this is a way to really help with food guilt. Because I know for me sometimes in the past, if I restricted all day and then I got to like maybe a holiday dinner or something, I would feel especially guilty after that dinner because I felt like I'd eaten so much and I went to the meal so hungry and I just got stressed that I quote-unquote overate and I just the the guilt after was just crippling it was just horrible but that's because I went to that meal starving because I had restricted and not had enough consistent meals throughout the day but this Thanksgiving for example I had breakfast I had lunch And then I just had dinner, but it was called Thanksgiving dinner, but that doesn't mean I necessarily ate any more or any less than I usually do at a a normal dinner. It was just called Thanksgiving dinner. And that's because I honored my hunger, I honored my fullness all day. Even though it was a quote-unquote special day, a Thanksgiving day, I just treated it like every other day. I woke up hungry, so I had breakfast. I got hungry later, so I had lunch. And then by the time Thanksgiving dinner came around, I was hungry again, and I ate till I was full. I didn't overeat. I didn't push my body into a uncomfortable state of fullness just because it was Thanksgiving. Like, you don't need to do that either. But I definitely allowed myself to enjoy the foods and have all that I wanted. Yes, by the end of dinner, I was full, but that's because I had allowed myself to have the appetizers and the main courses, all that I wanted, and I enjoyed dessert because I made it myself and I knew damn well I wanted to try that. And I just left dinner feeling so satisfied and full, but not at an uncomfortable state of fullness. It was just like a comfortable, like, yes, like 
I did that. I honored my fullness and I honored my hunger. My body feels good. It feels balanced. It feels happy. It's fueled. It's nourished. And I dealt with fleeting thoughts of guilt of just like, oh, what if I hadn't eaten this? Or what if I had maybe had more of this and less of this? Like, But I just shut those thoughts down right away because that's a waste of my freaking energy also. There's no point. I can't go back in time and change what I ate or how much I ate. So there's no point in me wasting energy thinking, thinking about it and feeling guilty about it when I know I did what I needed to do. And like going back to the first point, I didn't commit a crime. I didn't break the law. I didn't hurt anyone. I didn't harm anything. I just ate good food and that's supposed to feel good. So I just reminded myself of that. And then the rest of the night went really well. Moving on to a couple tips around food and body comments with your family members. My first tip with this is to remind yourself that any comment made by another person or a family member around food and body is honestly most likely a reflection of their own insecurities with food and their own body. And it's not about you. And this is something I've really, really had to remind myself in certain moments because I'm someone who gets very easily influenced by other people's thoughts, other people's opinions, especially if I feel like they're commenting on me and commenting on my lifestyle or my choices. It's just something I get really insecure about really easily. And I'm working on that, just building up my confidence around making my choices regardless of what other people think. But especially if it's coming from a family member, someone I love and respect, if I feel like they're commenting on the way I eat or the way I look, I definitely internalize that and take it much more personally than like some random stranger on the street, probably. And just reminding myself that I don't need to do that. Most likely, if it's a comment around a certain food, they feel like they can't eat or commenting on how much you're eating, anything like that, it's probably a reflection of their insecurity around them feeling bad about eating a certain amount or them feeling like they can't eat a certain food that you're enjoying. And it should by no means stop you from doing exactly what you want. I understand and I know how easily it can affect you like that and uh, and it has affected me like that and made me change my decisions because a family member was like, "Oh, I don't eat that food." And then I'm I'm going to put it back because I don't want them judging me or thinking any differently of me. But that action of putting it back was fueling my own eating disorder and fueling my own insecurities. So the best thing to do is to just tell myself that that's a reflection of their own insecurities. I want this food. It doesn't matter if they don't eat it or they don't want to eat it. I should still listen to myself because ultimately my body and my life is my life. And I'm with them here at this family holiday meal, but I don't see them majority of the rest of the year. So why should I let one little opinion change what I'm doing today? Yeah, just reminding myself that nobody knows my body like I do. And if another person chooses to fuel their body and view their body in different ways than I'm trying to, that's okay. And that's normal. Not everyone is going to see eye to eye. Not everyone is going to agree on ways to eat and ways to view their body. And maybe, yeah, they have a super negative outlook on food in their body. And all I can do is just feel sorry for them and hope that 
they can work on that relationship with themselves. But I'm here working on my own relationship with myself. So just reminding myself that I know my body best. Nobody else knows my body like I do. And especially when you're in a place of working on that relationship with your own food and with your own body, it's so important to just tune into your body so deeply and really try to block out any other opinions or any other thoughts that come your way. Obviously, I know that's so hard to do when it's like a close family member making a comment, but just really trying to tune in and focus on yourself and realize that you need to do these things for yourself and for your own recovery and for your own healing process. And you can't let another family member or any other person in the world take you away from that and stop you from being able to do that. And so this kind of leads into my last tip, which is if you feel comfortable, maybe confront the people who make these comments in your family and tell them how those comments affect you and how they're just not helpful for where you are right now. And obviously only do that if you feel comfortable. I know that confronting someone and telling them straight up how you feel or telling them how a comment they made has made you feel, that can be so hard. And I still struggle to do that all the time. But I've been able to voice it to enough people in my family that I feel like I do have people I can fall back on and, you know, talk to about this kind of stuff if I'm feeling really triggered or feeling really overwhelmed with a certain comment someone made. So I think just finding those people that you can confide in and find support in, in your family is super important. And I also am aware that not everyone may have that in their family. And so if you don't feel like you have any support, if you don't feel like you feel comfortable to confront people, just change the subject. That's also a good tip that I try to do sometimes. Just change the subject. If you notice the subject is leaning towards food and body and judgments around food and body, just think of something else to talk about. Take people's mind off it. It might not be as big of a deal to them as it is to you, so they won't even think anything of it if you just change the subject. I've definitely used that many times, and it's helpful, you know, just to take the focus away from food and body, and it leaves you to be able to focus on yourself and kind of stops any potential triggering comments coming up. So I hope these are helpful, and these are all tips that I have and still use in my own life every day, honestly, but especially around the holidays and especially around this time of year and when I'm in the presence of my family members. And yeah, I'm just wishing everyone well. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, like I said before, and just keep in touch with your body. Honor it, nourish it, fuel it, and just enjoy this time of year and be present and enjoy the food, but also realize that this time of year is not just about the food. It's about the memories. It's about the people. And life is just so much more than food. But I know for people like myself and people struggling with their relationship with food, life can feel controlled by food. But it doesn't have to be that way forever, I promise. Sending you all my love, and thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you in next week's episode. <laughs>